everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy podcast. This is your one-stop shop for all things franchising, education, resources, and tools, and it is indeed meant for anybody who wants to learn more about the franchising industry and entrepreneurs that are thinking about joining the franchising industry. My name is Blake Martin. I am your Heartland Franchise Guy, and yours truly is your guest today. We're doing something a little bit different in this episode. And what's a little bit different is I want to talk about why I do this podcast. What motivated me to make this crazy move to get in front of a microphone and talk to the world for 20 minutes every week. And I think my story is pretty instructive towards why there is a demand for what we provide as far as education in the franchising field. Here's what I mean by that. I've been in the franchising industry in various roles for, I guess, about 22 years now. So yeah, I started when I was 11 years old, if you're counting. (laughs) What I found over those years from my own personal experience, particularly when I was trying to make a decision about starting my own small business, is that there's always been a demand, a thirst for more candid education about what is this whole franchising industry. And frankly, I wish I would have known 20 years ago what I know now about this field, about the existence of the field and the breadth and depth of what's available within franchising. That doesn't mean that I've ever thought this is the right move for everybody, that it's one size fits all, that anybody who wants to start their own business should be in franchising. That's not true at all. In fact, I'm the first to tell folks, educate yourself on the different ways to get into business and then make an educated decision about whether or not this makes sense or the other approaches make sense. And by the other approaches, I mean when you boil it down to brass tacks, there's three ways to get into business for yourself. You can build, buy, or join. You can build your own thing from the ground up, which statistically speaking, that's what the majority of people do, right? Or you can buy an existing business, see something for sale, got the right price tag, you negotiate it, you buy an existing book of business, product, service, etc. And the third option is join. You join a franchise system. So it's a bit of a hybrid of those two, which most people don't know until they start doing research on it. But joining a franchise system is, of course, a lot like starting your own thing because you do own your own business. My franchise that I own, I own 100% of it. Um, I'll sell it whenever I want to sell it if I decide to do that. Uh, Everybody I employ is local. I pay local taxes, et cetera, et cetera. So being part of a franchise is being local. But I, like most people who get into franchising, like most people that I talk to every day about this industry, I really had no idea about this even when I started a small business the first time. My first time, I built that build, buy, or join. So I worked with a partner, and we started our own business from scratch back about 20 years ago in Michigan. We built, back when nobody really knew what a home care or home health care company was, we built a private pay home care company. We built it from scratch. There was no model to follow. 
The only model to follow really was there was home health care companies out there that were part of hospitals that really all their business was getting referrals from hospitals and billing insurance companies. But consumer-centric, consumer-driven, privately paid home care didn't exist. The reason I explain that is it was hard. It was creating our own segment, creating our own demand, constantly educating the public about this option even being available. I was the operations person. I was the, I was the shareholder that was also the managing director, whatever term you want to use. I was on call all day, every day, for 18 months. I learned a lot. I don't regret doing it, but it was exhausting. And I can tell you, at the time, I had no idea. This is, I was in my 20s. I had no idea there was an option to join. Franchising didn't even cross my mind. I was in the healthcare field, home care service. We were, we were a startup. Why on earth would franchising even cross my mind? Franchising didn't mean any, anything to me except, you know, maybe McDonald's or Pizza Hut or what have you. So anyways, we, we grow this small business, and we want to replicate it. We want to add locations. And by we, I mostly mean the primary owner, who is my boss <laughs> and business partner. We wanted to grow it, and I wasn't very good at managing people because I didn't have any experience at it, so we kept bringing people in to run additional satellite locations, and it sometimes it worked, but mostly it didn't work. And then one day, he walks into my office, and he says, you know what we're going to do? You know what the problem is? We're going to franchise this. I've been doing some research and studying on this, and we're going to franchise this thing. And honestly, my first reaction was, what in the world does home care have to do with franchising? We're not McDonald's. This is ridiculous. That's what I thought to myself. I didn't say it out loud because he had the power to fire me. (laughs) But I realized he was serious about this, and I listened with an open mind to what he meant by franchising this. And what I started to realize was, hey, maybe this really does make a lot of sense, right? You need people who have skin in the game in a business where we needed people who loved and cared about this as much as we did and had an ownership interest and had money and reputation on the line. That's how you got people to grow a home care business, particularly when most people didn't even know that they existed as an option to own your own business, let alone part of a franchise. Well, anyways, fast forward. Uh, That was induction by fire into the franchising industry for me, and it started a 17-year career in the franchising field, on the, on the corporate side of franchising, so to speak, right? Building franchise systems from the inside, um, taking small businesses and turning them into franchise organizations, and me working in the national home office. Fortunately for me, a thread that tied me through, a consistent thread that, that was part of what I did throughout all of my experiences those 17 years on the corporate side of franchising Uh, was coaching people who were thinking about making the decision to join a franchise. And and really, at the end of the day, that's all about coaching people in many instances to start their first small business. And was it the right time and was it the right move? And of course, in that case, did it make sense, if it was the right time and the right move, did it make sense for them to join that industry, the home care industry? And I found that I very much enjoyed coaching, 
helping people make that decision, whether it was the right decision or the wrong decision, helping that helping them come to the decision on their own, and equipping them with the tools that they needed to to, to consider whether or not this was the right move for them. In effect, I was helping people decide what did more look like for them. They were always coming to us because they wanted more. Whether this was their first business or their 10th business, there's something more they wanted out of life. There's something more they wanted out of their professional career. So as I coached hundreds and hundreds of people over these 17 years, I always had an itch for more as well. Every once in a while, it would bubble to the surface, and I would pay attention to it. But most of the time, it was just kind of in the back of my conscious. And it was really, uh, it was overshadowed by helping other people who were going through that. And it was in the back of my conscience, I think, honestly, because I was comfortable. I always had a good set of uh, golden handcuffs on me, as we call it, right? And I didn't really have a push. I didn't have a reason to start my own business. But I always felt like, man, maybe this is something I should be doing. And I'd think about it for a fleeting moment, and then it would go away, year after year after year. And a certain part of me always felt like, you know, I work with all these soon-to-be business owners or existing business owners, and they're entrepreneurs, and it's just not something that I have, right? I'm a professional. I had confidence in my own skills, but they've got something that I don't. So I had the great job. I had the great pay, but I did make sacrifices, and that I recognized. I had pain points, and I recognized those pain points because I was helping other people work through those pain points to find more in their professional lives. So I made those sacrifices, and I recognize now they're sacrifices that everybody I work with makes, or everybody that's thinking about working with me, they make. And I'm talking about sacrifices like I made good money, and I had a paycheck always coming in. But I was in international franchising at one point. And you know what? In China, there's no such thing as Easter. So it was kind of okay when I missed my first Easter with my youngest son. It was very much not okay when I missed my second Easter with my youngest son. And sure, I was in China or I was in Japan and I got some phenomenal experiences and got to meet some great people. But life is short, people. We all know that. And those sacrifices, those pain points started to overwhelm and overtake all the positives that were part of my business career, of working for somebody else. And I finally realized, it took me years, but I finally realized as I contemplated what did more look like? Is there something different? It might feel less safe, but is there something different? I started to realize, you know what? All these people that I've been a small part of helping become successful in business ownership, become small business franchise owners, they don't have some gene that I don't have. There's nothing in their DNA that's different from me. They didn't have some class or degree that I didn't have. Some of them did. You know, some of them had different education than me. But at the end of the day, the ones that were successful, they were successful because there was drive, because they were open-minded, because they had a singular purpose in mind, and they weren't going to fail. And they were smart enough 
to surround themselves with good advisors, people who could supplement and complement their weaknesses. So, after a lot of years of thinking about it, it finally became strong enough to me, and I had a push. I could see that there was a risk where I probably wasn't going to have a job soon, like a lot of people I work with every day. So I went to a franchise broker, a franchise consultant, interchangeable terms for the same thing, right? But I went to a franchise brokerage, people I knew in that field, for some help to contemplate what are my options. And the reason I did that, instead of just going back to what I had done the first time and building, starting from scratch, (laughs) partly because I remembered how freaking hard it was to build from scratch, but also, truth be told, I'm a relatively risk-averse person. I am very comfortable learning from others' successes and failures rather than making them myself because making mistakes in small business ownership can be expensive. And if you make the wrong ones, it can be catastrophic. So one thing that I knew about working on the national home office side of franchising is any franchise organization that does it well can certainly help really smart people avoid expensive mistakes. And being a risk-averse person, I was good with that. And oh, by the way, I was married, and still am to this day, lucky for me, to an accountant who made my risk aversion look minimal. They're on the high end of risk-averse. So I knew I needed to have a lot of education and due diligence to make a decision that we were comfortable with as a family. So, eventually, I did end up being a franchise owner of a franchise brokerage. The process that I went through, the same process that I help people with today, helped me make a decision about moving into a field that I never really thought I would be in. It helped me uncover some of the priorities that were important to me that I didn't really realize were greatly important. I knew what was important. What was important was taking control over my own schedule, finding more time with my family. Yeah, replacing my income, but it wouldn't be worth it if I couldn't have those other lifestyle things in place. And so I got into this franchise brokerage, and this gets me back to the specifics of why I do this podcast. In my business, I see people every day find what I found. I see people find a lifestyle that they didn't know was possible. I know this sounds corny, but I will tell you, sometimes I do kind of pinch myself and say, how did I get so lucky to be my own business owner? And I can tell you 10 years ago, I would have never looked at it that way. It would have been a big risk and something that other people do. But now, living in these shoes as a small business owner, I do think to myself, how did I get so lucky that I actually like Sundays now? That I get to decide when and if I spend time with my family, if I'm the coach of the team, when we go on vacations. I don't ever have to fill out another PTO form in my life. And I don't know what it was about PTO forms. Even though I always really liked my bosses, I was one of the lucky people that got great mentors as bosses. But I just never wanted to fill out those PTO forms. That was a big driver for me in starting my own business. 
But I get to work with people who see the same thing and find the same thing. They have time with their family. They never have to worry about losing a job without warning ever again. They get financial rewards out of business ownership and get to name their own salary for as long as they want to be a business owner. Those just aren't things that you can do if you're not the boss. What I've learned, as I said in the beginning, is, yeah, none of these, buy, buy, build, or join, none of these is right for everybody. It's got to be a personal decision based upon being educated about what those three options look like. So being a franchise owner isn't for everyone. But having an understanding of what those options really look like and being able to make an educated decision about what those options really look like and how they compare and contrast with each other, that is incredibly important. And when I say if I had known now what, or excuse me, if I had known then what I now know, I would have made that decision for sure years ago, probably decades sooner. So if I have a regret, it's that I didn't pull that trigger a long time ago. But it is what it is. And I'm happy with the experiences I had. They got me to where I am today. So I see many people who, if they hadn't chose the path of joining a franchise system and being in business for themselves but not by themselves, because that's what franchising really is, they would have never been business owners themselves. They wouldn't have gotten the opportunities to have the freedoms they have now, to have more time with their families, a different lifestyle, a different earning potential, a different income. Because they took the time to analyze and research all the different options. And frankly, many times the option that people don't research and evaluate thoroughly enough is franchising. Because a lot of people think exactly what I thought in the beginning. Well, franchising is fast food or, or, or maybe fast food and business and retail. And like a lot of things, when you really start digging into it, and if you use an advisor who understands that industry or at least talk to somebody who understands the industry, what you start to learn is this is a lot wider and deeper than I thought, and there's a lot more options available. That can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing. It can be overwhelming if you don't have some guidance. But at the same time, it can be very eye-opening. And if nothing else, even if your decision is, I'm not moving forward with a franchise, I'm gonna, I am going to build or buy, at least you go into that decision with less buyer's remorse, with more confidence that I made the right decision and maybe one of these other options, maybe join or build is the better option later. But I feel confident that build is the right option today. It's not an overnight decision going through this education process. And I hope if I teach people anything through this podcast, it is whatever direction you go with business ownership. And I sincerely mean whether it's the 10th business that you're starting or the first business you've ever started. You have to treat it like a marathon. The due diligence process, the decision to, to determine what that first or next business is, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you have to be judicious and cautious about making a decision on which business is right for you. And so I sincerely hope, and the reason that I spend my time 
with this podcast is if I'm reaching even one person who utilizes one nugget from these podcasts and that helps educate them on an option that will allow and enable them to get into business ownership, then I've done my job and it's worth my time to do this podcast. Because if I had had something like this, a way to research and learn about the franchising industry 20 years ago in a low-pressure, confidential, private way, which is really the beauty of podcasting. Nobody has to know. It can be your own private decision to learn about these things on your own time. If I had had that available to me, the, the last 20 years of my life would have looked different. And I hope I can help people not have regrets about maybe there is an option out there that I hadn't contemplated. And maybe one of these stories from people who've gotten into this field in a way they never thought they would and experienced successes and fulfillment that they never thought they would have. If people resonate with one component of one of those podcasts, then I think we've had success here. And I hope you were able to learn something from these podcasts. Listen to all of them. Listen to one of them. Fast forward through some of them. Forward them to other people who might be interested in them. But if you find one nugget in one of these, or you wish you would have heard something in one of these that you haven't heard, because at the recording of this one, we're only about 10 or 12 podcasts in. I'm in September of 2021 when we're, when we're uh, recording this podcast. And if you hear anything that you wish, why don't you talk more about that? Or why don't you talk about this? I've never heard you discuss that. Or bring in a guest who could cover X. Please give me that feedback. That would be very helpful to us. That would be time well spent and probably the best gift you could give us. We are here to provide feedback and education to entrepreneurs that want to learn more about franchising or anything that has to do with small business ownership and how to make choices, wise choices about that. And if there is anything you're not hearing on these or you want to hear more of on these, please provide us that feedback through any of the platforms that you listen through. Those are my gold nuggets. And so if you find anything from these podcasts, then we've done our job here. And there's one more job I've left undone. I talk a lot with my guests about who were their mentors. And I don't talk about this much publicly, but I think I'm going to end this one with exactly that. I've got three life mentors that I want to thank. And frankly, I'm not sure any of them would really know that I've ever considered them mentors. Funny how that works, isn't it? Maybe I need to take time and reach out to them and thank them posthumously. One of them is a woman named Sharon Williams who taught me a lot about the home care industry, which really taught me a lot about how to run a business, how to be a business owner and a business operator, and saved my hide many times when I was about to make mistakes that probably would have been catastrophic to that very first business that I ever built. She could have looked at me as a competitor, but we were shirt tail relatives, and she looked at me as somebody who was young and ambitious and driven and wanted to do something the right way, and I could become a competitor that made her industry look good, and I'm forever thankful to her for that. A second would be the guy that got me into the Heartland area in the first place, and that's Alan Hager, the founder uh, and longtime CEO and now retired uh, executive 
um, of Right at Home, the home health care franchise, one of the largest around the globe now. He was a boss to me, but he was also a mentor to me, and there's not a day that goes by that knowledge and wisdom that he imparted to me helps me help others find their own dream, find their own freedom. The third one, and Pat, this is where I might have to record this a couple of times because it's personal. I grew up in a family of attorneys. I'm, I'm the only male in my family that isn't an attorney, I think, actually. And I had a family mentor who was my grandmother. She taught me, take your own path. Find something that's going to be your own thing. And just because other people in your life do it, start in a second time. Just because other people in your life do it doesn't mean it's the thing that you're meant to do. She didn't use the tired old adages of, you've got to find your dream. And here's a story of how I find my dream. She led by example. And she showed me, by example, that you can do something if, it's, if you believe it's going to find you real fulfillment. It doesn't have to be the thing that everybody else has done. Make your own path. Do something that really fulfills you, and you will find a way to make money at it. That was life-changing for me, and it got me to where I am today. So, Nana, rest in peace. You've inspired me to inspire others. And I hope that I can inspire you in some way, or you can find knowledge from one of my guests that inspires you to find more in your professional life. So that's a wrap for this episode. I want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of our audience, for being a part of our listening group with the Heartland Franchise Guy. We'll see you again on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. I'm Blake Martin, guest of myself for the first time. I hope you all have a wonderful day. A Huda Media Production.